Hello, friends, and welcome to Belief Beat, a podcast out of Unity Lutheran Church here in Brookfield, Wisconsin, where we sit down each week to talk with people who matter about things that matter. This week, we are delighted to have with us a dear friend of Unity, Emerson Juarez. Hi, Emerson. Thank you for being with us. Hello. Thank you for having me. Thank you, and hi to my lovely friends from Wisconsin. Oh, we, it, it just makes us so happy to hear your voice. Emerson, I'm going to tell everybody a little bit about how we got to know you. Friends, Emerson is a university student in El Salvador. We met him several years ago when he, along with many of his classmates from the language department at the University of El Salvador, uh, a bunch of them volunteered their time to serve as interpreters at our annual Mission of Healing Clinic. And Emerson, you just, uh, you became so special to us so quickly. Um, He impressed all of us with his uh, incredible English abilities. He has a a great heart. He's always willing to jump in with everything. Um, He's been a great teacher to us and teaching us about his country and his culture. And on that trip, he shared with some of us that one of his dreams was uh, to study English in the States. And so uh, many Unity members came together along with Emerson to make that happen. And last year, he got to do a semester at University of Wisconsin Oshkosh. Uh, So Emerson, tell us, just for people who don't know you, tell us a little bit about what you did at Oshkosh and the certificate that you came with. Of course, it was in UW Oshkosh, University of Wisconsin Oshkosh. It was um, the program of the TESOL certificate, which is teaching English to speakers of other languages. And it was about learning English, learning the methods of teaching English at this university and to be enrolled in high school to teach English and work along with students with High, high schoolers. It was an amazing experience. I really loved it and enjoyed it. And I learned so much from that. And yeah, I, I met many people uh, from the school, from both places and it was incredible. Yeah. And while you were here, um, we I at least was so impressed with how you dove into so many different things and took full advantage of your time here. You um, made some really great friends. You volunteered at a school. Um, <laughs> you spent lots of time with Unity members. It was so fun to host you in our homes and at church. And for most of us, the last time we talked with you, we were all uh, celebrating you and praying for you as we put you back on a plane to go back to your family. So tell us first, uh, what was it like going from your semester here in Wisconsin back to El Salvador? That was February, right? Well, yes, that was in February. It was uh, the first day that I got on the plane and I came back. It was a big change because of the weather. It was snowing <laughs> when I got on the plane. And then here it was super hot. And I was using... Um, some shorts and it was like I, I didn't remember that weather and when it came when I came it was really good so then uh, re- 
regarding the my situation, I decided to to look for opportunities, um, looking for a job, and it was very um, very good because I had I decided to connect with some professors at the university, telling telling them that I was uh, I was free to to look for jobs, and then they were. They were helping me going through all this process. While I was doing that, I was staying at my parents, and it was really good because after six months of not being at home, I got to spend some time with them, and it was amazing because I could catch up with them every day. I, mm-hmm. I remember that I had a so I I sorry to tell them, hey, you know what, you you know what, I I lived this I. This happened to me while I was in the States. So it was really good because I could talk to them much about what I learned, what I experienced that was in my personal life, in my academic life. I was learning more stuff and looking for opportunities. But it was just a month. I came in February 9th, and all of a sudden, the government implemented the, the strict lockdown, which was in March, I believe, the half, um, like the second week of March. So I didn't, my expectations to look for something better or, or to look for what I wanted didn't last that long because it was like, no, this won't happen. The lockdown, it's starting right now. So it was very different. I didn't expect that, but yeah right so you had only been home you had only been home one month when covid started so tell us tell us what that was like tell us what it's been like being in el salvador during the lockdown yes so it was uh when i came i was i was checked my temperature because the government was taking the measures the precautions uh since january so when I came in February, although we didn't have any confirmed cases, any confirmed case, we the government decided to, to say, okay, we're going to prevent that from happening just in case, and we're going to be checking people's temperature at the airport. And that started in January. So after that, the, the government said, okay, we, we already have the first case, the first confirmed case in March. Mm-hmm. So we will have strict um, precautions and regulations. People will not go out and unless they have to to the hospital they have to go to the hospitals or pharmacy. So in my process of looking for a job, the places when they see that uh, the, the government was taking all these um, measures. They they told me, okay, so we are not hiring people right now because uh, the lockdown is already starting. So we don't know what will happen. And everybody that everybody anybody knew what was happening and what would possibly happen in the future. So it was hard at the beginning because I had had spent a month at my parents' house. And after that, I was like, okay, so the government implemented 30 days of lockdown and everything was shut down. 
source uh, business non um, non essential businesses in other places were shut down so it was like uh, I was a little disappointed and I was in complaining about this situation like oh sure. I had this I wanted to do this and mm-hmm. it's a moment that I was thinking too much about myself I was thinking about what as a person what I wanted to do okay so I I completed this program and I have all this experience I have learned all this and now I I have like blindfolded and with my hands tied that right. I can do anything so it was hard for me to acknowledge that to understand that and it was also hard for many people for my mom as well because she, although she doesn't work but she she's used to going out whenever she wants and I think that most people everybody is used to doing that but all of a sudden the government says okay you're not allowed to go out and it was hard because it wasn't only because we couldn't do we couldn't do it and we didn't have to do it and we were not allowed but that fear of getting infected at that point and at that right. time we didn't know much about that virus so it was hard to go out and think okay I can get infected and I can possibly die but so far it's I think that we've learned much and for me living with my parents it was higher responsibility because it was not it was not only about myself I think that I'm young I'm healthy so I can easily handle the 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 virus i can suffer a little bit but i think i'll be okay but my parents they are older and they suffer from many other diseases but right it was like it's not about me it's about them and i want them to be healthy and but after that i think that it's been hard and only for being infected and sick and kind of thing but it's more about other people who were suffering from food, from not having a job, most of the people who live in El Salvador don't have formal jobs. We have informal jobs, which means that we have to work day by day if we want to eat. Otherwise, we we starve. And there have been many people who have been suffering from that who have been going through hard situations. Right. And we know, and my friends from Wisconsin who have come to El Salvador, you guys have realized that there are many people in the streets working, working and vendors and people who sell at the marketplaces. So those yes. people who work day by day were the more affected and they had many people have have suffered and have gone through different situations in different ways so i think that it's been it's been a life-changing experience for most of us absolutely that's so oh i'm sorry it's been so hard that's that's so interesting to me that el salvador was already checking temperatures when you went back in february i think 
I know the lockdown has been hard and costly, but it seems like they've done a much better job than our country did at at getting on top of this right away. And and you, it hasn't been, it hasn't gotten really out of hand yet, which we're grateful that El Salvador hasn't had a bigger outbreak yet. Yes, and uh, yes, that is something that I praise the government to for doing that for taking. Uh, all the precautions ahead of time so that we have avoided more cases than what we had so far, right. what we have. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And and then, but uh, it has touched your family, right? I think a couple of your siblings actually got the virus. Tell us about that. Yeah, so my first, my, my first sibling was my brother. He is... A nurse, so uh, he started to work with patients with COVID nineteen um, like three months ago in May, I believe. Mm-hmm. So he got the virus a month later, roughly. We got the virus, and he was very sick. Like he couldn't go out or get up, or it was difficulties. Uh, for breathing, and he lives in San Salvador. Mm-hmm. My parents and I live in San Vicente, so it was hard for us to go and see him. Plus, we right. we didn't have we don't have any transportation, like um, personal transportation. And since the lockdown started, all the all the public transportation um, was not working, so it was impossible for us to go and visit him. Mm-hmm. And it was hard for him. We, we we didn't tell my siblings and I didn't tell my parents because my uh, my mom suffered from um, heart the heart. He, she has high blood pressure, many other problem problems. So we didn't want her to know about my brothers yeah. being very sick and going through this. But we were checking up on him and asking him how he was doing and he was telling us i'm doing good one day and then the other day i'm not doing good so i think that this virus is really bad so we figure out a way to go and visit him i talked to my brother another brother and we go and visit him and we brought him some medications and, and and tea for him to recover Mm-hmm. It was hard. Then another sister uh, with uh, with her two sons, she got the virus. Um, fortunately, my two nephews didn't get it, or at least I think they got it, but not in a more severe way. So right. it was it was okay. She was better than my brother. She didn't struggle that much mm-hmm. as my brother did, and. Right now, my 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 sister, another sister. I didn't mention that I have a big family. So I have <laughs> seven siblings, so she yes. was. Uh, and my other sister got it recently, um, like a week ago. She's been struggling um, as well, like my my brother. But one thing that the government is also said, and I don't want to promote like good things about the government. I know that I disagree in other things like the government is doing. But one thing is that if 
people like my sister who were sick but don't need hospital mm-hmm. like not they don't need to go to the hospital and have oxygen they they have to call a, a number for the government and then they send them medication and that is what my sister did they called okay. the clinic and they received um, the medication with her husband so they now they are recovering from home and they are taking all the medications the vitamins they need and that is good it's a very hard situation yeah. because we think about them and we think that oh my god they are suffering they are doing this and they are young we we, we know that they might know die but they are suffering so that feeling that one of your one of the members of your family is going through a rough situation and a tough moment makes you feel sad and preoccupied about what could happen so it's been hard and not only for the members of your family right now we are in the moment of knowing that many friends people you know and your family are getting sick. We've seen people that we know, oh, they passed away, or they are suffering, they are in the hospital, they need blood. And it's like a hard moment. We try to stay away from social media and kind of thing, things like that, but it's hard not to, like, it's hard to ignore the situation. It's not like, they are suffering. They are going through this situation, but we hope that things are going to be alright. And those who are hospitalized are going to be okay. They're gonna. They're going to be better. Yeah. Oh, it is so hard. I, which sister is it that's sick? We would love to pray for her. My sister is Angelica. My sister's name is Angelica. Angelica. Oh, well, absolutely pray for her. I'm so glad that she's got the medication that she needs. Um, but when Thank you. Yes. when you when you were about to come here for your semester here, you actually traveled back to the you traveled to the United States with myself and a bunch of us who had just been in El Salvador. And so we got to meet a lot of your family in the airport. And that was really special for me. Um, Having known you for so many years now, it was very special for me to see all of your family together and how they all showed up at the airport to send you off on their adventure. And I know that they love you so much and that all of you are really close. So I feel like your family is our family. So uh, just know that all of us at Unity are gonna be praying for Angelica big time and I'm glad that your parents have Thank stayed you. safe too but we'll keep we'll be praying for you for sure yeah. so tell me Thank um you so just you know this is not at all how you expected um this time of your life to go what would you say you have learned from all of this as it's unfolding I I have learned many things and first of all, to get along with my family better, <laughs> because one thing is that 
you see them. Usually, you you go out, you do your thing. But another thing is, you're living all the time then, and you're not. You don't have other place to go to. Right. So I've learned that to be more patient about what's happening. About if I did if I did something wrong, to say, oh, I'm sorry, or like. Wisconsin people, you know, <laughs> that, that's good. Yeah. Wisconsin say, oh, I'm sorry. So I've learned that. Yeah. And I'm putting in practice that mm-hmm. to not to think about me, but mm-hmm. to think about them, to be more generous, to be more grateful for what I have, even if it is little. And it was after some days later that I decided to acknowledge and I was thinking very selfish okay I wanted to do this I because I wanted to look for a job right now I am here and without being able to do what I was expecting but then I started to look at my parents and to think okay so what if they die what if I didn't have them. Right. To whom I will tell my my achievements, my success. I wouldn't be that happy if they are not with me. And I said to be grateful for for them to be healthy, for having food on my table, for having a house where I can live. And those things I think may make me a better person and a better human being. Yeah. And that's something that I've learned from this experience, although it's awful, but after all, we have to take the positive side. We have to see the positive side. And I'm, I'm glad that my, my plants are healthy. My family are healthy, is healthy. My parents are as well. So... I am so, so happy, so grateful for that, to be humble and say, okay, I have this for this meal, and to be grateful. Thanks, God, for what I have right now. I know that many, many people don't have food on their tables, and I'm lucky that I have it right now. So thank you for, even if it is little, I do appreciate it. And we're, we are learning that little by little every day. Yeah. We're not perfect. We know that. But we are, we're trying to be a better person, my family and I. And that is something that I've, that I've learned all this time. Well, that is something I think all of us hope to, to learn from you. Um, just that ability to notice and appreciate the little things. You're right. We've been spending so much time with our families, a lot of us, and um, that's not always easy, but it but it is such a good chance to practice patience and grace and yes. the Wisconsin, Wisconsin polite manners of apologizing. Um, so I, it, that's just really beautifully said, Emerson, and, and I think a lot of us will take it to heart. And I think uh, do I maybe hear all of your birds in the background? Sorry? 
I think I hear your family keeps birds, right? Do you have pet birds? Yes. <laughs> I yes. hear them. Oh. Well, I'm so, I'm just I'm so glad yeah, that you get to be there with them. Even yes. though it's hard. Yeah. And I we, guess we have a mini go ahead. Zoo. <laughs> yes, yeah. a mini zoo. <laughs> Yeah, so tell us tell us about Five the birds, animals. Two dogs and one cat. Oh, I love it. <laughs> Five birds, two dogs, one cat. Yeah. Oh, Emerson. I wish we could all come visit you at your house. I know that yes, um I would love that. Yeah. For for so many of us here who um we just we feel really connected not just to you but to your whole country and to so many of our friends there, and um, this is this would have been the week that we were going to come and visit. So um, a lot of us, I think, are just really missing um, missing El Salvador and our time there. So um, maybe we're almost out of time, but maybe would you do you have any thoughts for us on what we should be praying for for? your country right now and for our friends there right now. Uh, we really want to feel connected to you through prayer if we can't be connected to you in person. Yes, and we miss you a lot, guys. Each of you, you're really special for us. And I would definitely like to, like that you pray for us regarding each person in our country, each Salvadorian, to have health, to have food on their tables, but more important, to have love and peace. Yes. To be grateful, to appreciate what we have, to appreciate that we are healthy for each doctor and for each nurse who are working, who are helping other patients, not only with COVID-19, but with other illnesses. The ones who are working long hours to survive, to yeah. provide uh, the assistance and all the things to the patients for both countries, United States and El Salvador, that we have and we continue having a better relation relationship. A very con a, 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 that connection of love, yes. of friendship, and that would be the most important, as I say, the courage also that we we have when we be we are brave to survive, to overcome this, to fight, um, to encourage each other even though we this time is difficult but please pray for us for, for being more brave and have love peace and gratefulness on our heart yeah ah, amen yeah. absolutely uh, Emerson it's it's so good to hear your voice could I pray for us uh right now and then we'll say goodbye to everybody who's listening sure sure okay let's pray holy god thank you so much 
um, for the entire country of El Salvador and for um, the honor that we get to have at Unity of being connected to them for so long. And thank you for Emerson and his words, and especially um, just thinking about what he just said and and that word brave. Because I think um, for m many of us who have had the honor of getting to know Emerson and so many others in El Salvador, brave is a word that really describes well that entire country. They are a country um, of people who know how to be brave. And so um, our heart breaks that they're going through something so hard right now, as so many of us are. But we give you thanks for the bravery of all Salvadorans and ask that you would strengthen them and protect them in every way. We pray especially for Emerson's sister, Angelica, uh, who is suffering with COVID right now. May she get exactly the care that she needs. Thank you for the medications that she has. May she continue to strengthen day by day by day. We pray not just for her, but for anybody there who has COVID or is sick in any way. And we give you thanks that Emerson's parents have stayed healthy, and we ask that you would protect them always. Thank you so much for Emerson and for um, his ability to to appreciate the good things and, and practice gratitude. And um, thank you for his great love for his family, um, all the wisdom that he has taken in and that he shares with us. May we be so much the better for knowing him. Um, help all of us to feel connected even in this crazy time and help all of us to always feel connected to you like we do when we pray in your name. Amen. Oh, Emerson, thank you so much for talking with us today. Any last words that you wanted to say to everybody here in Wisconsin or wherever folks are listening in from? Yeah, I I miss Culver's and cheese curds. <laughs> <laughs> you miss Culver's and cheese curds. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. <laughs> Why did you come to the right state? Is there anything that you that you don't miss that you're like, thank goodness I don't have to deal with that thing anymore? Uh, no, I think everything. I miss everything. I mm. wouldn't say that I, I don't I don't miss something. I, I, I miss even the weather. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's amazing. Wisconsin is the perfect place for you, Emerson, and please know that our home will always be your home. Well, we're going to have to say goodbye for now, yes. but we are sending uh, prayers for Angelica, and, and we're sending you virtual cheese curds across the miles. Okay. <laughs> uh, Emerson, <laughs> Emerson, thank you so much for your time. We're going to keep praying um, that you and your family will be well and that we get to be together in person soon. And to everybody who's been listening, thanks for joining us. For this week's podcast on Belief Beat, we'll be back next week uh, for another conversation. But for now, um, Emerson and I are signing off. Please know that you go with both of our blessings and love. Take care, everyone. Thank you so much.